For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Hebraic Bible Prophecy. This is part 7 of the series. Genesis 17, verses 7 and 8. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you and your generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and your seed after you. And I will give unto you and your seed after you the land where you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. We are told explicitly in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 and verse 29 that it's Yeshua, the Messiah, who made the covenant with Abraham. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He did not say seed as of many, but as of one, into thy seed which is Christ. So he's quoting Genesis chapter 17 verse 7 and letting you understand that in Genesis 17 verse 7, it doesn't say seeds, it says seed. And now he says that seed is Yeshua the Messiah. Galatians 3.29. And if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. Believing the covenant that was made with Abraham is the covenant comfort of Zion. Isaiah chapter 51 verses 1 through 3. Hearken unto me you that follow after righteousness you that seek the Lord. Look unto Abraham your father and Sarah that bear you for the Lord will comfort Zion. The way he comforts Zion is looking unto Abraham. When you look unto Abraham you look under the covenant that was made with Abraham. So believing the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and standing for that covenant is the comfort of Zion because the nations of the world are going to oppose the covenant. They've got to want to divide the land of Israel but if you believe that that land was given to the descendants of Abraham, the God of Israel will fight for you against the nations of the world to affirm that covenant, which is an eternal covenant that he made with Abraham for his people. The comfort of Zion is the end of the exile of Jacob. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 10 and 12 and 13 it is written, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both the young men and old together, 
for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them. The comfort of Zion is the end of the exile of Jacob. We can also see that Zion is associated with the end gathering of the exiles and the end of the exile of Jacob from Psalm 147 verse 2 and Isaiah chapter 11 verse 12 as it is written. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. What is the building up of Jerusalem? He gathers together the outcasts of Israel and he shall set up an ensign for the nation or a banner or a sign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Yeshua returns at his second coming when the exiles of Zion are gathered. Psalm 102 verse 13 and verse 16 it is written, You will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea the set time has come. When the Lord builds up Zion, what is the building up of Zion? The coming together of the exiles of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. When he does this, when he builds up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. The Messiah is going to be glorified and recognized as the Messiah by the world when they witness and see the miracles of him gathering the exiles from the four corners of the earth. Yeshua the Messiah dwells in Zion. Isaiah chapter 8 verses 17 and 18. I will wait upon the Lord that hides his face from the house of Jacob and I will look for him. Who's the one that we're looking for? We're looking for Yeshua the Messiah to return at his second coming. But I want you to notice what this scripture says in the context of those who are looking for him, which is his people, which is the house of Jacob. It says, I will wait upon the Lord that hides his face. You see, until the birth of the state of Zion, the Messiah is still hiding his face from his people. But with the birth of the state of Zion, he is going to roar like a mighty lion. Isaiah 8, 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwells in Mount Zion. And then in Joel chapter 3, verse 16 says, the Lord will roar out of Zion. Jacob is the inheritance of the God of Israel. Deuteronomy in chapter 32 and verse 9, it is written, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. The land of Israel is the heritage of the nation of Israel. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 8. And I will bring you into the land concerning which I did swear and give to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it you for a heritage. I am the Lord. Psalm 135 verse 12. And he gave their land for a heritage, a heritage unto his people Israel. You see, the land of Israel itself is the heritage or the inheritance of his people. That is why when Yeshua made the covenant with Abraham, Abraham was promised a land. So therefore, if believers in Yeshua as the Messiah aren't looking forward to returning to the land of Israel, they are biblically, in essence, denying their inheritance. The Torah is also referred to as the inheritance of the nation of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 4. Moses commanded us a Torah, even the inheritance 
inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. So we have the land of Israel called an inheritance of his people. The Torah is called an inheritance. Zion is his people. So what is biblical Zion? It is the oneness or the unity of the people of the God of Israel dwelling in the land of Israel, embracing the Torah of the God of Israel who happens to be Yeshua the Messiah. When all these come together as one, this is biblical Zion. And the prophets tell us that they all won't come together as one until messianic times through Jacob's trouble and the ingathering of the exiles. What is then the controversy of Zion? The controversy of Zion is over the people of the God of Israel who follow Torah and believe that the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is an an eternal inheritance of the seed of Abraham. And the Messiah will fight for Zion or he will fight to affirm the covenant that he made with Abraham. Because you remember when he made the covenant with Abraham, he said, and I swear by myself. So the integrity of the God of Israel is at stake over the covenant that he made with Abraham. However, Esau wants to make the mountains of Israel his possession. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 1 and 2 and verse 5, it is written, Son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. The mountains of Israel is what is called in the Western world by CNN, the West Bank. So this is a prophecy to the West Bank. And because the West Bank is the center of Middle East controversy, do you think if this is significant regarding the prophecies of the end of days that the Bible would have something to say about it? It does. There is a prophecy specifically directed toward the mountains of Israel and this is the prophecy. Ezekiel 36 verse 2. Thus says the Lord, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. So the Bible says that the enemy or the enemy of the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is going to say regarding the mountains of Israel that the mountains of Israel is theirs. Who does the Bible say is making this claim? Ezekiel 36 verse 5. Therefore, thus says the Lord, surely in the fire of my jealousy, that's the judgment against the nations, have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Idumea or Edom or Esau who has appointed my land for their possession, that's a PLO state, with the joy of all their heart. They finally get the founding of their state which Yasser Arafat has been fighting for, the reason why he formed the organizations to fight for the land of Israel. And so they're appointing the land of the God of Israel with despiteful minds. What's the despiteful mind? They want to take the mountains of Israel with the creation of a PLO state and they want to bring their military in there and use it as a means to wage war against the rest of the land of Israel and to drive it into the sea. And so the prophecy says to cast it out for a prey. You see the exact intentions of the PLO in what their leadership is saying that they intend to do in the creation of a PLO state is exactly what the Bible says what their heart and their mindset would be. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 there's a prophecy that says Zion would be regarded as an outcast. For I will restore health 
unto you and I will heal you of your wound. What is the wound? The wound is the exile. What is the restoring of health of the wound? It's the end of the exile. So the God of Israel is saying he is going to end the exile because they called you an outcast saying this is Zion whom no man seeks after. If we look at this verse where it says and they called it's the Strong's number 7121. It's the Hebrew word kara and the meaning of this word is to approach and speak to in a challenging or an aggressive way. And the word outcast is the Strong's number 5080 which is the Hebrew word nadak which means to drive out or expel. So what this verse is saying in the Hebrew is I am going to end the exile which is your wound when people are approaching you and challenging you in an aggressive way and saying you need to leave the land where you live when they call you an outcast. You realize this is the manner and the attitude in which the Jews who lived in the Gaza were driven out. This is the manner and the attitude which they are removing Jews who are living in Judea and Samaria, the mountains of Israel. And this is also going to be the attitude in which they remove Jews from East Jerusalem once the PLO state is created with East Jerusalem as its capital. In Joel chapter 3 in verse 6, there's a prophecy that the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem will be removed from their border or from the lands in which they are living. The children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold to the Grecians that you might remove them far from their border. I want you to notice that the prophecy says that the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem will be sold, that is given unto, the Grecians. And let me ask you a question. Is Greece a world power today? So why does the prophecy say that they're being sold to the Grecians? The answer is it is from ancient Greece where we get democracy and the Jews are being driven out of Gaza. They're being driven out of Judea and Samaria to create a democratic PLO state. A democracy comes from Greece. So you are selling them to the Grecians or they're being removed from their homes in the name of setting up a democratic PLO state and the connection now to setting up a democratic Iraqi government. The controversy of Zion is associated with Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 says, Alas, for that day is great, that is the day of the Lord, so there's none like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be saved, redeemed, or delivered out of it. For I will restore health unto you, that's the end of the exile of Jacob, and I will heal you of your wound, that is the exile, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeks after. It is during Jacob's trouble that Israel and Judah will return to the land of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 3. For lo, the days come, says the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah. Not just Judah or the 
Jewish people, Israel and Judah. Israel is the northern kingdom. Judah is the southern kingdom. This is the reunification of northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And I'm going to cause them to return to the land that I gave their fathers and they shall possess it. When is this going to happen? Alas, for that day is great. The day when Israel and Judah return to the land and possess it. That day is great. It's none like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he will be delivered from it. Now let's look at major events which the Bible says takes place in the period of time known as the day of the Lord. Specifically, the darkness part of the day of the Lord or what we commonly call the tribulation. Among these events which we need to watch and see happen, which tells us that we are in the day of the Lord is that the Gaza will be forsaken. Number two, the land of Israel will be divided and this will take place in the form of a PLO state. Jerusalem will get divided. That is because the capital of this PLO state will be East Jerusalem. This will result in the judgment of the nations and the fall of Babylon. So it's in the day of the Lord when the Gaza is forsaken. Zephaniah chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 it is written, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day, that is the day of the Lord, is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. So the context or the subject is the day of the Lord, the darkness part of the day of the Lord or the tribulation period. And it says in Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 4 regarding that period of time, for Gaza shall be forsaken. I believe this is a reference to the Jews that will be removed from the Gaza, which has already happened. It happened in August of 2005. However, we haven't seen the full dividing of the land of Israel, which will be in the form of a PLO state with East Jerusalem as its capital. Joel chapter 1 verse 15 tells us that this also happens in the day of the Lord. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat in Hebrew means God judges. And so he's going to bring the nations to judgment. But why? Because he will plead with the nations for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they've scattered among the nations and parted or divided my land. Jerusalem will be divided in the day of the Lord. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord comes and your spoil shall be divided in the midst of you. In the day of the Lord, it says in Zechariah 14 verse 2, I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city will be taken, the houses riveled, the women ravished. Half of the city will go into captivity. That means exile. That means those who are living in half of the city will be removed from the city and be removed from their homes. Why is this going to happen? Because when East Jerusalem is being given for a capital of a PLO state, any Jew that lives in East Jerusalem will have to leave their homes. And so that's what this prophecy is referring or speaking of. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. When this happens, then you have the judgment of the nations. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations when Jerusalem is divided, as when he fought in the day of battle. The day of battle is a reference to when Pharaoh and his army drowned in 
the sea in Exodus in chapter 15, which is a part of the historical Egyptian redemption. What is the form of the context of the judgment of the nations? It will be nuclear warfare. We are told this in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 12. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. Of all the nations on the earth, which nation has been most influential and most responsible for creating the environment that permits or allow a PLO state and the dividing of the city of Jerusalem, making East Jerusalem a capital of that PLO state? What nation of the country is most responsible for bringing about the conditions that make this possible? Is it Zimbabwe? No, it is the United States of America. These policies have been advanced by the government of the United States, which means the greatest judgment that will come upon any nation of the world for dividing the land of Israel and the creation of a PLO state will come upon the United States of America. We can see how the day of the Lord is associated with the judgment of the nations. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 speaks about Jacob's trouble. And in speaking about Jacob's trouble, it says in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 11, For I am with you, says the Lord, to save you, though I make a full end of all nations where I have scattered you. The nations are judged over the controversy of Zion, which, as I've been sharing with you, is a controversy regarding who is the legal owners of the land of Israel. Should the mountains of Israel belong to a PLO organization or does it belong to the nation of Israel or do we recognize the covenant that the God of Israel made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And when this PLO state is created based upon UN resolutions and international law, are you going to recognize that or is your allegiance going to be with the God of Israel and are you going to trust in the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? This is the controversy of Zion. It's spoken about in Isaiah chapter 34 verses 1 and 2 and verse 8 as it is written. Come near ye nations to hear and hearken ye people. Let the earth hear and all that is therein, the world and all things that come forth of it. For the indignation of the Lord is upon the nations and his fury upon all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has delivered them to the slaughter. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. And what period of time is the day of the Lord's vengeance? The tribulation period. In the year of recompenses or payback, he's got to pay back the nations for dividing the land of Israel for the controversy of Zion. And it is in the day of the Lord where Babylon falls. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 1 and verse 6 and verse 19 it is written. The burden of Babylon which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand and it will come as destruction from the Almighty. See, once again, the day of the Lord, which is a term for the Messianic era, it begins as destruction from the Almighty. The Messianic era begins with the tribulation period and during the tribulation period will be a judgment of the nations for dividing the land of Israel and here there's a focus on the judgment that comes upon Babylon. In Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency 
shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. How did he overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah? By fire. Therefore, Babylon will fall through fire or through nuclear destruction. Babylon itself means confusion by mixing. Genesis chapter 11, verse 5 and verses 8 and 9, it is written, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, Hebraic Bible Prophecy. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.